Welcome to another Astros podcast. Hi, this is Mike Camps, voice of the Round Rock Express, sitting in for Robert Ford on Houston Astros baseball with Steve Sparks. In Jupiter, the Astros rode a seven-run inning, a seven-run sixth, and came away a 9-3 winner over the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals only having two base runners over the last four innings. Today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Sparky, what do you have on these two? Wade Miley, I know, works very, very quickly. He works very quickly. Uh, two pitchers, veteran pitchers, along with Jeremy Hellickson of the Nationals, work uh, one slow. That's Hellickson, one about as fast as you can get, Wade Miley. So he'll not only keep his infielders engaged, he's going to keep you and I engaged in this game because he works as fast as anybody. Well, and uh, A.J. Hinch told us early today that we better talk quickly because it's going to go by quick. Yeah, if you have a thought, in, in, for mine, they come very slowly. So I'm going to have to be on top of my game to be able to keep up with Miley, not, not only you. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. What do you think? You know what, for the Astros, it, it's certain guys that are working on some things. We see Tony Kemp, you know, trying to drive the ball the other way. We see Jake Marizic. He's trying to work on a couple of mechanical things and drive the ball to the opposite field gap. Things like that are all things uh, that some of the players are trying to tune up. The other guys, the Springers, the Brantleys, those type of players are just trying to get their at-bats, their, their timing, and get out of here healthy. And it should be some fun to watch, no doubt about it. Coming up next, Steve Sparks sits down with Astros general manager Jeff Luno. Now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with Jeff Luno, the GM for the Astros. And I think uh, everybody wants you to ease their minds about Altuve right now. You know, everybody's talking about he's going to have two or three more days off. Uh, he's been scratched two of the last three days already. Uh, where's your level of concern right now with his left side soreness? I understand why people are talking about it. The reality is if this were the season, he wouldn't have been scratched from those games. Yeah. But we're so cautious during the spring, any discomfort at all, and we pretty much give a guy a couple days off. So... You know, Altuve knows himself. He knows his body. Our trainers know him. We've done an evaluation. There's nothing wrong with him. But anytime someone feels something, obviously we're going to uh, err on the side of caution. Hey, Jeff, it's hard to get players to even go to the trainer sometimes. And he's gotten to that point where he finally understands his body well enough to say, all right, this could linger. This could hurt the team. Uh, I'm not going to go out there and be a hero. What's usually the timeline for a player to get to that point? Well, first of all, they need to have some security, and he has some security. He knows he's going to be here for a while, so he knows that we're all in this together, and our interests are keeping him healthy for the long term. But I do think as players are young and they're trying to make a roster and they're trying to impress, they, they, they hide injuries sometimes, and sometimes that can come back to bite them. On the flip side, you don't want every little nick and bruise to sideline a player, so you do like a little bit of toughness. And Altiva has been tough. We know that. So when he says he's feeling something, it's probably in our best interest to give him a couple of days off. How many times in the offseason or during the season do you go through a scenario and think about worst-case scenario, and can we adequately fill in for somebody that gets injured for a period of time? It's funny you say that. I had a hypothetical with AJ last night at dinner, and I said, so what would happen if we lost our second baseman for even a week or two? Mm -hmm. 
and we talked about different options. Obviously, Diaz can play over there, and uh, we've got guys that can play around the infield. But, you know, we looked at some of the names of the guys that, you know, aren't projected to make the team, guys like Tanalu, and he's having a great spring, mm-hmm. and he can play middle infield. Uh, it would maybe open up a spot for a guy like A.J. Reed for a little bit because then we could have a left-handed hitting power in corner infielder. So it was an interesting thought exercise. Hopefully we can put that aside and not have to worry about it. Whitley's been very impressive. And when we look at this, the minor league guys that are going to start the season down there, his outing against the St. Louis Cardinals on Friday night, has to get you a little tingly at this point. It does. I mean, for him to face Goldschmidt, DeJong, and those guys and and, and do what he did, um, that was a lot of fun because those are those are real major league uh, stars, and mm-hmm. he was able to uh, put them away. So that was fun to see. Um, you know, spring training is one thing. It's another thing during the season, but it's a good sign. I think all, all of our young guys have shown promise right now, and it's going to be fun to watch them continue to progress, and, and I think we're going to have a couple of those guys in the big leagues this year. I always felt, and I saw guys take a little bit of success in spring training, even when they didn't, they knew they weren't going to make the team, that they could take that success and give them a little confidence to, to push themselves to another level down in the minor leagues. Do you agree with that? I do. I mean, if they can play up here, even during the spring, I mean, we are playing really good teams and good players. If they have success and AJ sees it and our coaching staff sees it and the players see it, then when they uh, you know go back to the minors, they know they could, they belong up here, and that's the key to being successful in the big league. Sometimes you feel like you're over your skis; you don't know whether you belong. But once you feel like you belong, then you know you're going to have a good career, and that's what we're hoping these guys get a sense of. Starting to look like Garrett Stubbs belongs. Yeah. He got sent down to the minor league camp a couple of days ago, but his climb's been interesting. I think you guys have to be pretty confident with him. We are, and it's the reason why we didn't go out and sign any minor league catchers this year. We really feel like with Stubbs and Richie and Chucky Robinson and Quintana, we've got good guys at the upper levels, and Stubbs is the is the guy that's ahead of all those guys. And there's no doubt if we have a catching injury or we have someone that's going to miss some time this year that, that he's a guy that's ready to step up and take advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, the knock on him is always his size, but he's strong. He's a good defensive catcher. He's a good offensive player, and I think he's going to have a really good career. A few years ago, you guys struck out a lot, and you guys rectified that situation, got more players in there who could uh, battle and put the ball in play. Looks like Michael Brantley can take not only this lineup to another level, but he might be able to rub off on some guys with his at-bats. I think he will, and we have two guys who are going to be hitting in the top four or five between Bregman and Brantley who are among the two of the five hardest guys to strike out in all of baseball. And That's good because we're going to have guys on base with Altuve and Springer and Correa, and we're going to have the ability to drive these guys in. And I do think that with a guy like Brantley and a guy like Bregman in our lineup, other players are going to see that and say, you don't always have to hit home runs, sometimes just – going the other way and hitting a single is all you need to do or fouling off a pitch and staying in the count. So that's what we're hoping rubs off for the rest of the lineup. All right, last thing, Jeff, put you on the spot. Who's your sleeper down on the minor leagues this year that might surprise some people? Well, I don't know if he's going to uh, really a sleeper, but I think Jordan Alvarez is going to really blossom as a future superstar. I think we've kept him in camp and we're probably going to keep him in camp longer. I love watching when he comes up to the plate. I think something's going to happen. And, and, you know, not only is he able to drive the ball, but um, I think he's, he's going to be a good average hitter, too. And I think the combination is going to be really powerful and dangerous for the opposition. All right, that's Jeff Luno, GM for the Astros. As always, thanks for catching up. Yeah, thanks for having me on. As we're joined now by Jake Kaplan, Astros beat writer from The Athletic. 3-2, swing and a dribbler foul up the third baseline. 3-2 and two still. And Jake, first of all, thanks for joining us. And uh, you got a chance to catch up with Colin McHugh. Two innings of work, gave up three runs with two outs. In his second inning, what did, what did Colin have to say about his outing? 
Yeah, his his big takeaway was just getting through the two innings and building up his, his pitch count uh, close to 40. Um, you know, he's he's working on a few pitches, namely the, the change-up, which is an annual spring thing for him and most pitchers, and the cutter, um, as he, you know, he needs those weapons to get back into the starting rotation like he is. So um, the home run was on a cutter, so he didn't seem too upset about it uh, because it's something he's working on, but... Uh, you know, his like I said, his big takeaway was just getting building up his arm and, and getting through those two innings. Tantalou fouls off another 3-2 pitch as a ball gets away in the bullpen and almost makes it all the way to Springer in the on-deck circle over on the third base side by the dugout. Well, it cleared Springer out of that on-deck circle. <laughs> it certainly did. So a 3-2 count here to Tantalou. And that's Connor Jones throwing in their bullpen. Pitch on the way. And Tantalou lifts this one in the left field. It backs up Martinez, gets behind it, makes the catch. That is out number one as the runners have to retreat. Did you get a chance to catch up with anyone else while you were down there in the clubhouse, Jake? I did not, unless you count the other writers or PR. And, and I don't. I don't. But but good to know. Uh, so, of course, the, the news earlier today, Jose Altuve scratched for a, a second game this spring with the left side soreness. Uh, I know you guys got a chance to, to talk to Altuve. What would you rate his level of concern right now? Uh, I actually wasn't among those to speak with him, but it sounds like no one is really concerned um, within the Astros about this. Springer lofts one in the shallow center, and it's caught, and then they get a double play. As the Edmund, the second baseman, went out to make the catch, Reed went too far off the bag, and Reed is doubled off second. Hey, Jake, mind sticking around for another half inning? Sure. All right. Spring training is here on, on MLB.TV. Watch the next spring training games live on your favorite supported devices. Blackout and other restrictions apply for regular season games. Visit MLB.TV for details. Brandon Belak on the mound for the Astros as we get ready for the bottom of the fifth inning. Cardinals with a 3-0 lead. And, uh, you know, we're talking with Jay Kaplan, uh, Astros beat writer for The Athletic. And speaking of Brandon Belak, uh, he's been one of the more pleasant surprises this spring for the Astros, I think. You know, he put up some, some good minor league numbers, but he wasn't a guy, you think about all the pitching prospects the Astros have, he wasn't a guy that was getting a lot of buzz coming into camp, but that's changed a little bit. No, he was. I don't think he's on any Baseball America or Baseball Prospectus or ESPN prospect list. He's kind of just that uh, under-the-radar college guy. I think he was an 11th-round pick who um, kind of popped out of nowhere May of June, May and June-ish of last year. People started to, to talk about him a little bit. Um, you know, sits 92-94 usually is the, the curveball slider changeup. Um, they, they like his demeanor from what I've heard. So um, be interesting to see how, he, how far he takes it. Harrison Bader will stand in. He had an RBI single and a run scored in the second. Pitched by Belak. Bader squares and bunts it foul behind home. Strike one. Any other uh, takeaways from A.J. Hinch's media session earlier today? Not really. Um, talked a little bit about Jordan Alvarez, um, and one thing I, I noted was AJ saying that he's a little more athletic and a little better in left than, than he anticipated. Oh, one. That's bunted right out in front of the plate, right back to Belak, who fields it on the front slope of the mound and throws out Bader rather easily, and there is one out. I think a lot of people in the industry think Alvarez will end up at first base or DH, but they haven't played him much at first. He's been pretty much left field in DH, so... Um, It'll be interesting to see how he, he works out positionally um, or if he's just a DH in the future. Yeah, I, I know me and, and Steve Sparks, we've talked about this on the air about how impressed we've been uh, 
with Alvarez in left field because, like you, we had always heard that you know he wasn't very good defensively. First pitch to Tommy Edmond misses outside, but he's made some nice plays in the outfield. He's another guy. Now, he was a kind of, I wouldn't say a known quantity, but someone who was getting some attention coming into camp. But he's another one, I think, who's really opened some eyes this spring. Yeah, he, he's the strike zone discipline and, and, and the bat just in general are, are what he, he brings. Um, he's, he's gotten more attention than a guy like Belak. He's Alvarez right. has been a top 100 prospect for a couple years now, but um, you know he has battled, I think, some injuries. He's missed time the last couple of years, and um, I wouldn't at all be surprised if he, you know, if he stays healthy in AAA this year, if he makes it up to the majors at some point in the summer. Bounce softly off to the right. It's a 2-1 count to Tommy Edmond. No, he needs to stay in Round Rock. <laughs> You're on Alvarez? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Says Round Rock voice, my caps. <laughs> that ball is bound, bunted foul right in front of the catcher. It's two and two. That reminds me of something Ken Schramm, the longtime team president in Corpus Christi, oh, he, said to me. One of the all-time greats, by the way. Absolutely. Former big league pitcher, former all-star. Yep. It was uh, 2015. And Carlos Correa was opening the season at Corpus Christi, and the Hooks were hosting the All-Star game that year. And Ken Schramm said, he, I remember he said to me, he's like, no, Correa has to stay in Corpus Christi till the All-Star break. 2-2, two, two, that's outside. Well, All-Star break, Carlos Correa was in Houston. Yes. So it yes. doesn't, always, doesn't always work out that hey, way. Hey, look, I got tire tracks up my back many times for losing players <laughs> from our place, but not. It, it's part of the, part of the drill. 3-2, and Edmund lines it past the leap of Tanalu and into right for a base hit. So Edmund is aboard for the second time today. Talking with Jake Kaplan of The Athletic, and you'll you'll probably make your way down the Round Rock at some point this year, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. So if he doesn't, we're coming looking for him. <laughs> I'm curious, speaking of their, the outfield, how are they going to get playing time for all these outfielders between Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, Miles Straw, Derek Fisher, Drew Ferguson might come back from the Giants from Rule 5. Um like, I don't know how they're going to do that. Teach them extra positions. Yeah, Miles Straw. Shortstop again, maybe? <laughs> Breaking ball in there for a strike. Well, Miles Straw, when he was in junior college in Florida, he was a side-arming right-handed yes. pitcher. He was a closer, I believe. Yes. So, hey, that that's always an option. Yeah, there you go. So you, you can look into that, Mike. Can you imagine <laughs> the pitcher that is our manager running Miles Straw out there and then having to explain himself? I don't think that'll happen. Just say it. And then you have Ronnie Dawson in double A, not far behind. Right. It's a lot of outfielders. Good problem to have, though. Oh, my. It's 0-1 now to Ramon Urias. Cardinals lead 3-0, bottom of the fifth. Belak a throw over to first base, and Edmund dives back safely. Talking with Jay Kaplan from The Athletic, and, you know, one of the things that has happened – with the Astros' success, as we've seen more turnover in the coaching staff this year in the past because of guys getting jobs other places, including here in St. Louis. Jeff Albert, the new hitting coach, that's line foul and out of play off to the left. He had been the Astros' assistant hitting coach last year and had been minor league hitting coordinator before that. And obviously that's something that's going to happen when a, when a team is having success. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously he had worked for the Cardinals before. Right. And there was that familiarity level with the manager, Mike Schilt, and just their whole operation that played into it. But, yeah, you're right. They did have a ton of turnover, way way more than uh, you see normally on a team. Um, and the year before that, too, you know, when, when you win the World Series, you expect that team to bring back all of its coaches. But it, it was a lot of turnover. Right, with Alex Cora 
becoming the Red Sox manager, and Craig Bjornsson, bullpen coach, following Alex to Boston to become their bullpen coach. The one-two, that's outside and low, and it's a two-two count. And Alonzo Powell also. Alonzo Powell, right, becoming the Giants' hitting coach after the Astros won the World Series. So, with the these coaches and and what have you, it seems like when you know reading articles from Doug White getting quoted in, in Anaheim as the Angels' new pitching coach. 2-2. Two, two. It's a ground ball left side right at the shortstop. Correa goes second for one. Tandaloo on the first. That's a double play, and that is a 6-4-3 inning-ending double play. Tommy Edmond a single, but that's all as Belak faces the minimum. Jake Kaplan, Astros beat writer for The Athletic. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.